episode 88, we welcome back Whiskey Exchange ambassador, presenter and published author, Billy Abbott. And he sent us some special festive drams for us to try, which are available from the Whiskey Exchange. A fine Christmas malt, 16-year, and a Kalila, 7-year. And if you're still thirsty for more of what we feature in the podcast, then why not check out our social media, at Whiskey and Things Podcast on Instagram, and at Whiskey and Things on Facebook and that there Twitter. And it would help if you rate, review, and subscribe on your favourite podcast platform. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks for coming. You're listening to Whiskey and Things with Nick Kent and Dave Giles. Welcome to episode 88, Two Fat Ladies 88. That's that's it, isn't it? <laughs> I'm Nick Kent. It is that. And funnily enough, Dave, I looked up earlier whether that's still acceptable to say. I'm guessing it's not. I'm, I would have thought it's not, but I looked it up. Um, <laughs> this is a weird beginning to a <laughs> it's, it's no, to but as, soon as, as soon as I said it, I was like, oh, hang on, that's a bingo thing, isn't it? It as is a bingo like, thing. I, I hadn't thought about it until I said it. And I was like, oh, I know that one. I know that one. It's a quiz question. Yeah, two fat ladies. You know, I was about to say 88, two fat musicians. But um, <laughs> yes, exactly. But, but, there we are. But I did look it up. Um, one, there's like a bingo site. It's called Two Fat Ladies. Amazing. Amazing. Um, they're, they're doing their thing. But I also looked up, there's an article which Sky put out from a sun newspaper article uh, anyway they're trying to switch um two fat ladies um instead of being two fat ladies 88 they want to change it to wills and kate 88 to oh, make it, fair enough. yeah the woke millennials apparently you can blame for that but whatever i think it's a good switch you know yeah no i, I agree i think it's a switch that needs to happen it's one I think of those it things that it, needs to happen. it's one yeah because you're absolutely right it was yeah. saying like, i don't care like people I like to earlier, throw- shall i bring it up People like to throw woke around as a bad term, but I think it's great. Like the fact that as soon as I said it, we both went, "Yeah, can we say that?" Like actually, should we be saying that? I think that's good. Anyway, let's let's move on. That was a wonderful little start digression. I love it. That's how this thing pans out. Beautiful. Anyway, uh, how you doing, Nick? (laughs) I'm okay. Thank you. I'm okay. Avocado on a plate. (laughs) Thirty-eight. Seventy-four. Recycle more. These, were some of the other These ones are the other new ones, yeah. are they? Oh, 48. Like Not another Brexit debate. But you know. <laughs> yes. Know, take those yes. with a pinch of salt. Oh, no. Anyway, brilliant. Brilliant. Let's, Love let's it. Carry on, let's carry on. Amazing. I'm all right. Thank you. Are you good? Yeah, I'm good. We're, I'm in the middle of pre production for the album at the moment. So I've got Danny Gruff down. Oh, uh, he's in there uh, drinking all your whiskey. Uh, well, no, in fairness to me, to, he said, to, he said <laughs> before, I said to him before I started, have one of these. And he was like, no, we've still got work to do. So uh, I think I'll get the Fargy Five, one of them. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see, we'll see what happens with that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he, he loves his Irish whiskey and he's never had one of Samuel Gelston's. So uh, oh, I, I was, I'm trying to get him to try it because I think he's going to love it. Anyway. Oh, he definitely will love that. He will absolutely. Like that. So let's crack on, shall we? Yeah, shall we? Yeah. We've got a guest, so, uh, a returning guest. Uh, one, Is one he of our, now... Um, I would say he... friend of the podcast. Oh, I'd say friend of the pod. I'd, yeah, I mean, what's it? Is it third... Third, third or fourth appearance? Is it Who's third? had three? Danny's had three. He's had four, I think, actually. 
Yeah, but Billy gets better ratings than Danny. I'm very I'm, true, uh, mate. Uh, actually, I was going to bring that up. Was it right last week? I really checked <laughs> it, it out. Really? If you looked at the last four weeks, they were all really good, and then Danny came on. <laughs> it wasn't too bad. It, it, but it was it really weird. It was like people would listen last week to older episodes, and not to the one that Danny was on. It was. It was. You know, you're I saying sent this a so screenshot. Loud, he can hear you. I'm I know. Sure. I'm expecting him to come in, but <laughs> me too. <laughs> Like generally, I looked at the numbers and I was I was going to send you both a screenshot going, Danny strikes again. It was uh, it was quite something. Anyway, anyway but yes, mo- we have Billy Abbott. On. New back. guest. Uh, Billy, yeah. yeah, Billy. <laughs> Billy Abbott. Uh, Christmas is only a month away, right, Nick? Yeah. Well, by the time this comes out, it'll be Christmas Eve in the month. Oh, wow. 24th of November. And so, I think uh, Christmas good- Eve is the 24th of December if I've, uh, you know, been paying attention for the last I, 40 I think, years. I think that's about right. So, yeah. obviously... Uh, Whiskey Exchange has probably got some Christmas whiskey, so I think we should probably talk to Billy about some Christmas whiskey. What do you say? I think we should. Oh, I think we look, should. we've got oh, some no. in front of us, Dave. Look at these samples he sent us through. Well, would you believe that? I hope they've got the right labels on them. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But there right. we go. Anyway, here's Billy Abbott of the Whiskey Exchange, everyone. Beautiful. Enjoy. Billy, welcome back. Thanks for joining us. Uh, and, th- and look what I have a copy of right here. It's a well, wonderful orange book called The Philosophy of Whiskey by Billy Abbott. I hear it's all right. A bit short, but apart from that, it's fine. It's perfectly adequate. Perfectly <laughs> adequate, apparently. <laughs> I was going to say, that's like my favourite review as yet is an adequate uh, history of whiskey. And I, I mean that with, 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 with complete respect, because that's literally what I was going for, and you've nailed it. What I was going well, for. Okay. Yeah, I felt really bad when I realised that's what I said, because I love it. I think it's it's the best whiskey book I've ever read because it's just it's so perfectly aimed for me at me, and I love it. So uh, good job, good job. How's it feel to have a book out in the market after all these years of talking about whiskey? It's it's, it's really weird. Um, it's uh, one thing I didn't realize was I'm going to have to sort of start running a bookshop and uh, I have to deal with the logistics of delivery and all that sort of business. Yeah. But um, people have been really nice about it. You know, I, I've I've been writing for. Um, more than a decade now about booze, specifically about booze is my main topic of, of thing. And a couple of friends of mine said, oh, would you like to be a real writer now? Said, what do you mean real <laughs> bloody writer? We've been doing it for a decade. But um, no, it's, it's, it's something very different. Um, and I'm sort of starting to realise there is this big difference to it. Even though, as I've said, it's only a little book. You know, it's 100 pages. It's a short introduction. It's part of this series that the British Library have done. But it's quite cool, really, isn't yeah, it? It's yeah, made, it's actually, I, I want to get some of the others in the, in the series. The philosophy oh. of uh, of tea is clearly something I would like. That's and cheese, something you like, yeah. And the philosophy of beards, Nick. Yes, intrigued I, by I, 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 I have a. Oh, there it is. <laughs> of course, he does. The philosophy of beards is the one that started it all. Um, ah. It's a reprint by it's a, an, a lecture by a guy called Thomas S. Gowing from 1854, and it's basically the topic is gentlemen who do not wear a beard are morally failing in some way. <laughs> Uh, women yes. are allowed not to have a beard, but if women do have a beard, they should be proud of it. And it, it's just this very strange book about a man who is obsessed with beards. It's just, yeah, it's a, a little bit weird, a little bit strange. Um, but the whole series spun out of that. And they said it was so popular and so successful. This little book all about the philosophy of something. They then commissioned all the other ones and, you know, they finally got around to whiskey and uh, my mate Dave couldn't do it. So they gave it to me instead. I had to shave my beard off and go clean shaven once. And I definitely felt like I was failing in life. So I had to get a nine to five. So I, I backed that up massively. So I haven't shaved my beard off since I did Movember in 2011. 
Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I remember it was very cold, and that's basically it, really. So yeah. yeah, I don't think I've been clean shaven since properly clean shaven since my brother's wedding in two thousand and nine, mm-hmm. and I had Ooh. one of those proper Turkish shaves with uh, the knives and all that kind of hot towels and everything. That was fun. Did you but, have hair then? I, uh, no, it was well. That's it was I'm asking because I went to a Turkish barber once, and they put one of those hard um, partings into me for a wedding. When they, um, like, they wow. use a razor blade and they, like, trim it no. to make a thick parting. I still said, like, number one all over on top. or number. I may mm. have gone number two all over just because it was my brother's wedding and my mum would get annoyed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're not coming out too short. Mum doesn't like it when it's too short. But I did, oh, no. I had, I kind of had hair there. But funny story, sorry, digressing. I actually, it was around that time when I went to the, the barber for the first time to, to have it just shaved. And he was like, you know, you're going quite thin on top. I was like, yeah, that's why I'm having it shaved. <laughs> like, but he didn't have to tell me. I clearly No, that's, tell. Right, that's his job. He's there to well, tell you what's going on up top. Offering advice, you know, caring. You know, that's what it's all about. Barbers. Fair enough. That well, I, yeah. I was annoyed at the time. Um, <laughs> I was a bald man with a ponytail who didn't realise because I had hair at the front. And a friend of mine came back to work after you know, working somewhere else for a couple of years, walked up behind me, slapped me on the back of the head, went, all right, mate, you've gone bald then. And I didn't realise. And she then <laughs> oh, no. escorted me to a bathroom, lent me over, pointed at my bald head on a mirror. Uh, and I cut my ponytail off that weekend. Oh, wow. Uh, I, I have it in a box next door. Yeah. doesn't surprise me that you had a ponytail because we've established it, it that a, you're a bit of a metaller. Yeah, pathetic a ponytail. It really was. You know, it was you know, three inches long. My hair hadn't grown in a decade. I hadn't realised. Still went to gigs and let my hair out to, uh, to <laughs> get my hair around a bit. Didn't go very far. But yeah, but that, that's that's something I wanted to bring up as well, actually. Going to gigs and you playing guitar. This is something we've established over <laughs> the... play guitar. Yeah, mate. He's got a, he had a wonderful guitar. And he's guitar. into raging well, he's speed horn. There's a good story about his guitar as well. One oh. of his guitars. Anyway, I'm sure you've got many, Billy. I've got, I've got slightly too many for somebody who doesn't play the guitar very much anymore. Now, my first one, I, I, um, I saved up, I sent off to uh, what used to be around, now long gone, uh, Flying Pig Music used to be over in Hamwell. I remember they're, that. They're, yeah, 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 I remember yeah, that. Yeah, they're used, used to be in every single guitar magazine. Mm-hmm. So I sent yeah. off, they had a Lake Placid Blue Squire Telecaster, which I, I mm. ordered, you know, it was my first ever guitar I was going to order. My little brother had like a three-quarter size acoustic and everything like that, and I got bored of that because I was slightly too big for it. Ordered this guitar and a crappy little amp, and it turned up, and I looked at it and went, that's a very interesting colour. That doesn't quite look like the colour I've ordered. And uh, it was, the scratch plate was all slightly unfinished and black rather than the white I was promised. And the strings went straight through the back of the bridge, run through the body of the guitar and all these <laughs> other things. that I said, oh, I don't mind. And yeah, years later, I typed the, uh, uh, the serial number into um, the Fender website to see what I had. And it told me I had a 1960s Mexican strap, which um, suggested that maybe something weird happened. But years later, I went to find Pig because I, I now live down the road from where it used to be. I went in there to go and buy myself an amp and I was looking at this lovely Fender sort of slightly valvey amp. And um, I said, to him, I bought something off of you years ago. I bought this guitar. And he went, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and I, I, used to, I said, late bastard blue telecast. And immediately he just went, I'm so sorry. I, yeah, I was going on holiday. I just need to get them out the door quick. So I, I don't know really what it was. I just picked up this job lot of these things. And yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I, it's like, I still play it. It's fine. I'll, I'll give you some money off this amp. And he sold me this ridiculous amp, which you could not play inside because it was so, so loud, didn't have a headphone socket. You had to turn up to like, you know, hurt yourself volume to actually get anything to sort of like start coming out of it properly. Um, and he overcharged me for it, even though he gave me a discount. But I say, well done to him. Excellent businessman. Ripped me off twice. Um, 
They have ended up with my little brother. He used to use it unmiked at gigs. My brother's a musician. And um, yeah, eventually I think he sold it because there was you couldn't do anything with it if you weren't playing very large gigs because it was just so bloody loud. It would hurt people in pubs. That's amazing. We've wow. all been there though, haven't we, Nick? We've all been there. We've all been ripped off by in a guitar shop before. Well, I have. Bits of dodgy kit, yeah. Yeah. Probably. Don't know. Oh, my gear <laughs> seems all right, to be honest. Oh, yeah. But, uh, Fair I, enough. I don't, I don't buy a lot. <laughs> but there we go. I do. Yeah, no, I, I, it's been a long time since I regularly play the guitar. My, my, my band days are very much behind me, so, uh, yes. Uh, uh, we didn't know this about you and it made me made me smile a lot when I saw photos of a young Billy Abbott playing guitar in a band I was like yes I Billy need to see, I haven't seen these photos I need to see them oh, a young Billy Abbott with vast quantities of very dark hair playing in a band yeah that, that, that's quite the scary bit so it's not a lot of resemblance to the current day yeah I, I'll be honest I was looking a little bit trying to figure out which one was you for a bit and then realised <laughs> which one it was but we got there yeah that, that's a little bit me and my friend Martin uh, he looks exactly the same as he did back then. It's always uh, one, I, isn't I, it? I, I do not. Oh, no, it's, it's all of them. It's pretty much the entirety of my little group of mates and the whole of my band look exactly the same. I no longer resemble myself in the band. <laughs> Apart from I put a hat on and shave my beard off, then I look, look exactly the same. But. Yeah, fair enough. Dave, Dave, you haven't changed a bit. I look back at the photos of you. You haven't changed a bit at all, really. I definitely have. No, you haven't. All right, if you say so. Yes, well done. <laughs> I definitely have, but fine, fine. We, we'll... Uh... It's, a, it's it's not a visual thing, this podcast, isn't it? It's always quite hard to have those kind of discussions, I suppose. But anyway. Check the socials, everyone. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I Bill, know, yeah you see a picture of me and say, yeah, this, this man used to have a dark coloured ponytail and also hair. It's difficult to imagine at this point. <laughs> Absolutely well, not. No, not at all. So, Billy, we, uh, we last saw you at the Whiskey Show. Indeed, yeah. Uh, it was lovely to see you in real in life. real life. Oh, it, was, yeah. it was very pleasant. Uh, what was your highlight of that weekend? Obviously, you're working the whole weekend, so I, I, I don't know if you have highlights when you're doing that kind of thing, but did you have a highlight? Um, it was a weird one, because um, you guys saw me locked down in the basement, because uh, right in the basement of old Billingsgate, um, there's a, a, a pit referred mm. to as either the pit, the crypt, the swimming pool, um, that place they used to keep ice or something like that. We decided that we're going to turn to a gladiator arena last year because it's got like tiled walls. <laughs> so, that, you know, it'll be sort of two brands enter, one brand leaves, and then we just like wipe down the walls afterwards. So, but no, um, so I was down in most of the time down in this basement hosting talks in front of that. And I just really enjoyed doing the talks because, you know, I get to meet people I have not met before, meet old friends and just talk rubbish um, about whiskey and just have fun talking about it. It's all been a bit of a, it was a bit of a whirly sort of thing through the, uh, the thing anyway, but also since then it's been so busy. Uh, I did a tasting actually just last night at the Whiskey Show Bottlings for a tasting uh, club over in New York, uh, well, all over the US, but mainly New York. And it was the first time I talk, thought about the show in a month and a bit. And it's just like, oh, wow, I did that, didn't I? Oh, it was cool. I, I, we had a big dinner on the Saturday night for all of the, um, for the exhibitors. And it was, it's a weird thing, you know, we were talking about how it's really great to get all the uh, all the whiskey fans back together again and see them and everything like that. Then we realised that basically there was this big dinner where the, the whiskey industry saw each other for the first time in two years. And it was everybody together at the same time. It was really great just seeing all these folks that I've been speaking to on Zoom and over email and stuff and actually be able to sit down with them properly. It was great. So I think that's probably the highlight. So the bit without any of the punters in. So sorry yeah. for the punters. <laughs> but, um, but no, it was really, you know, we... I didn't get to speak to anywhere near as many people as I wanted to, but yeah, it's just really great to actually finally be getting out and seeing people in real life again. Absolutely. You're listening to Whiskey and Things. Shall we drink some whiskey? 
I yes. think drinking whiskey is probably a good thing at this point. I think point. that's a great shout. Uh, we're going to kick off with a whiskey that was, I think, the first one, or the, the sequel to the first one I sent you guys the first time I came on the podcast uh, last year. Uh, a fine Christmas malt 2021. Superb. So um, every year, uh, well, we've done it more than once now, so it counts as a tradition. Yes, I think <laughs> it's our fourth year we've done it. Nice. Basically, what we do is we choose a whiskey, cool. which is going to be a Christmas whiskey, and we try and make it Christmassy in different ways every year. And so we've done you know, traditional big, rich sherry cast ones like we did last year. We did one which was all about sort of like um, orchard fruit and sort of fresher, fruity flavours, which people sort of went mm. a little bit to. But it was more sort of pine needles and apples and pears, and it was really a different sort of like a Christmas. This one sort of straddles that line of being Christmassy, but not necessarily Christmassy as you immediately think of it. So this is a 16-year-old Highland Park. So it's a bit of smoke in it, and it is a mixture of a couple of sherry butts, and I think it's three... Uh, refill hogsheads so a little bit of sherry in there well quite a lot of sherry in there but also a load of other whiskey in there as well to try and keep it a bit balanced between that more traditional big rich sherry character but also some nicer sort of gentler fruity smoky notes on the nose as soon as i opened it i got cranberries Ooh. i suppose that's christmasy isn't it yeah I'm, I'm, yeah i would absolutely yeah, say, yeah, was, yeah, I'd say that i see what you mean actually. yeah definitely like a little sharp fruitiness in there isn't yeah it? absolutely and then it does blend into to uh, Christmas trees. I've got so I've got these. Um, ah, this is this. Dick's gonna laugh about this. I went and bought those um, green uh, Christmas tree scented candles. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> and they're living in a cupboard at the moment. Every time you open the cupboard, it just Christmas comes out. <laughs> it's like Christmas tree comes out. So that smell I'm very familiar with, and there's definitely some of that in this. I got rid of my Christmas tree from last year about a month ago. Why sitting out, sitting out front side my front door because it was it was shedding. Oh, right. it was Fair shedding. Enough. Fair enough. Yeah, it smells amazing, and you are get. I am getting some of the smoke on the nose as well. Yeah, me too. I got the pine needle stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, well, yeah. This one again, we're, we're trying to bring a little bit of everything. So there's a little bit of sort of that piney note. There's a little bit of that smokiness in there. There is still a load of that sort of nice big richer sort of sherry flavour in there as well. Yeah, we yeah. want we want it to actually. You know, we don't want it to go too far away from a traditional Christmas. You know, we've, we've done that before and people sort of didn't quite get it. So this one would say, right, we're going to push you again, but we're going to push you into a place where we think you're going to be happy. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting Christmas pudding and, and cream, yeah. brandy cream as well, that kind of thing. It's been a bit of a strange reaction to it because uh, all the reviewers Ooh. have said, I absolutely love this, but I think it might divide opinion. But everybody's absolutely loved it, which makes people wonder why they think it might divide opinion because nobody as yet has had the opinion divided. But it's, um, it's a really interesting drama. Yeah, I mean, actually, on the palate, it's less Christmassy than on the nose. Mm. I don't, for me, I, I guess the the smokiness is coming through more, but that doesn't mean it's not Christmassy because of log fires and all that kind of stuff. But for me, on the palate, I get a lot more of those sort of richer, sort of darker notes, and I get all that sort of sultana and raisin, oh, into the moment. hints of Christmas pudding and that sort of thing. I needed a second sip. Yeah, yeah. But there's um. Because you get sort of like, you know, some sherried Highland Parks, which are all about that sort of thick sherry and hide that Highland Parky thing. But for me, Highland Park is course about smoky chocolate. So you have a bit of that in there and then you yeah. have everything else. I was getting the chocolate. That's why I was just trying to, uh, yeah, pick out. But yeah, you're right. Dark chocolate. There's a yogurty thing going on that yeah, I'm that getting. Sour, creamy, yogurty thing. Yeah. yeah. That. Uh, which I didn't get on the first sip. I got on the second and I love that. That's amazing. This is really tasty. What ABV is it? Are we looking this at high 50s or... 53.2. 53. 
It's got a little bit of a kick to it, but no, I love that. Mm. So that's all good. That's the perfect amount of kick for me. Yeah, it's really good, isn't it? It's nice. It didn't blow, blow my head off. Yeah, exactly. I had exactly, a big old exactly. swig too. And usually when I do that, because I forget how you go, strong something Whoa. is, I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. But uh, no, this was absolutely spot on. I'd say it tastes a drop of water as well. I just add a little bit. So if it is, does have a bit too much of a kick for you, and it will hopefully bring out like load more of the fruitiness. Yeah, I, I'm loving the creaminess about it. It's, it's very creamy to me, anyway. Might be because yeah. I just had a certain pasta dish for dinner, but it's, it feels uh, it does feel very creamy. And yeah, the smoked fruits are definitely coming through as well. I love that. That's a that's yeah. a superb drop. Um, we, are, we are very pleased with it. Uh, yeah, it's put together by um, Ollie Chilton from Lichfield Distillers. Oh yes, right. Um, he uh, was sort of tasked with putting together. He tried loads of different things because we, it's not just a single cast we want here. We want to have enough of it to last for the whole of Christmas. And so he played around with a bunch of the different samples he had and trying to get that balance of smoke and darker fruit with sort of fresher fruit notes and some Highland Park in there still. So I think I've said before, and I've been honest, we don't want to lose the distillery. We want to be able yeah, to taste no. what the distillery is. And um, yeah, We quote you on that quite a lot, actually, Billy. You're good. We, I like it, yeah. Yeah, we think that's important too. You want to taste the distillery, don't you? Well, the thing at the time was that um, I've had a particularly fun and interesting sort of a few weeks in which uh, I've had lots of positive COVID tests and lots of negative COVID tests uh, in that um, I now can, you know, better now, but I had a cold, which was making lateral flow tests, reckon I had COVID. But um, PCR tests, I didn't. So I've been very, very <laughs> careful. And uh, Ollie came over with a sample of it and it's like, okay, you go sit on that wall and he poured a sample of it, put it on the wall for me and then sort of wait, waited for me to go and have a taste. So I, uh, I socially distanced tasted this. <laughs> um, and it was uh, a really interesting sort of way to do it. Yeah, sitting outside, having a chat with a mate of mine who had just finished putting this together and it properly hit the spot outside. And when I got back inside and got to actually write the tasting notes for it, it continued and was you know, exactly what we we're after. We, uh, we wrote the label for it before we had the final whiskey. And so as soon as we had the final whiskey, we had to just check to make sure it matched up with the label and all the character was in there. And we sort of like, we tweaked a little bit to add a, a, a sort of hint of smoke to the tasting notes on the label and then disappeared off the next day. And it was all a, a little bit last minute and seat in the pants, but it turned up, went out on release day perfectly fine. And uh, amazing. it seems to be going really well. People are picking this up faster than we ever have had a Christmas milk shift before. So. Wow. Well, that's good news. Yeah. How many bottles did you get made? Just roughly. We got about a couple of thousand. Nice. So it's not a small batch. Uh, we just want to make sure that, well, it's 2000 is a small batch in the grand scheme of things. We just want to make sure that everybody has a chance to grab a bottle if they want to. Um, mm. It looks pretty. It's got poetry on the front from uh, and the back from uh, our editorial team, uh, my colleagues, uh, Joe Ning and Caroline. Um, Ning is very proud of her poem on the front. So, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's something we really enjoy doing every year from the actual putting together of the, you know, the label even is fun. But then the actual whiskey itself is always an interesting one. My, my taste notes this year are slightly less over the top than they normally are. <laughs> There's no walking through Christmas Day dinners and things like that, though, as they often are. Well, you're written out, aren't you? Because you wrote a book. You put all the good stuff in there and now you've got nothing left. To <laughs> Burned you know, all that material. Yeah. Never use that ever again now. So, yeah. you know. <laughs> Amazing. Oh dear. But no, no, no. Yeah, it's, um, it's a great whiskey and we're, we're really pleased with it. You know, it's um, something we now do every year, as I say, and we just need to keep on building on it, keep on trying to do something different, keep everybody on their toes, trying to interpret Christmas in different ways. And uh, this one seems to do a little bit of everything. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's complex without being great, like uh, too complex. Do you know what I mean? It's just yeah. the right level of complex in terms of there's different flavours you're picking out without it being too, I don't know, 
it's still accessible i think it's the word i'm looking for it's yeah isn't it for me as well the smell i don't know if it reminds me of something you gave us last year or something but it did remind me of christmas and it it reminded me of a new smell i had last year so it did smell of christmas for me because of course this was new to us last year you know and uh yeah it definitely reminded me of christmas so, I say you're you veterans now, though. There we go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, <second> Christmas. <laughs> and it, it's that thing, you know, it's Christmas is a different thing to everybody. So, every year we try and you know, tweak the idea of what that is, come up with a different thing. Um, and yeah, this still has, I think, for everything, this is a wider interpretation than ever before. But just if you ignore the Christmas element to it, ignore all that, it's just an excellently balanced Highland Park with a really good balance of that sherry and fresher fruit note. Um, yeah, I, I've got this bottle here, which I've just uh, brought in from the office. I may have another couple knocking around, um, just in case. Yeah, you know, never know. Uh, yeah, so I've done pretty well out of the Christmas malt this year. This year, so but this year, um, unfortunately, this is not very helpful for the uh, people listening on the podcast. But there we go. Some lovely green wax on it this oh, year. Oh, lovely! So. Oh, nice touch. Beautiful green color. Exactly, nice. it is a really nice green color. I'm quite impressed with that. So, so um, how much for that wax on the top there? What we're we talking here for this bottle? Uh, that is £79.95. I would actually say that's very reasonable for the for the quality of that drop, Nick. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, can you get these bottles um, engraved as well? Is that right? Yep. So we... Uh, we oh, where's it going? I lost it. Oh, here it is. Uh, we, we shifted the label down a little bit. Again, not particularly useful people on the podcast, but the label was a little bit further down the back of the bottle than normal, leaving a nice space at the top for people to get it engraved. Um, if you would like, you can... Uh, Add an optional gift tube as well. So yes, now we're we're pushing a lot at the moment on this whole sustainability um, thing. We're we're looking at a bunch of different initiatives around how to make things easier for you know the environment. We're sending stuff out based on weight and amount of packaging. So if you would like to uh, buy yourself a shiny box for it, buy yourself a shiny box for it. We have it all available for you. We don't push that on on you just so you you, know, you can make that choice whether you want that or not. But yes, it's a. It's great whiskey as a present. It's also a great whiskey that I will be drinking for the next. Uh, what are we now? Oh, month and three days. There we go. And and I think that's the that's the true testament of it. When 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 yourself and and your colleagues want to drink it, you know you've hit the spot, right? Yeah, it's um quite a lot of our whiskeys we we have that. Uh, but again, it's it's a wonderful thing of the folks who choose the whiskeys and the people who talk about the whiskeys. We're all big whiskey fans, and so you yeah. know this is put together by Ollie, who is one of my drinking buddies, then chosen by Sekinda who is somebody who's fed me more whiskey than anybody else under the sun. <laughs> um, and it's just gone around the office and everybody's made sure to have a try of it. It's been you know, a bit of a hit at work and that's uh, definitely the first step. So if we like it there, we're fairly certain that other people are going to like it as well. I imagine so, yeah. Well, we like it. Well, I like it, Nick. I'm not Good. speaking I, on your behalf I, there, but I'm from your reaction. How dare you. Ah, yes, success. No, that's what we're after. So Yeah, there you go. You're listening to Whiskey and Things. Thank you very much for sending us that one. Now, you have sent us another one as well. Yeah. Kalila 2007 Vintage, which is also one of the Whiskey Exchange single casks. So this one is it is a little bit more rare than the, the Christmas malt, I guess. Yeah, so I think I've, I've talked to you about, about this before, but you know, we, we used to have a range called the Single Malts of Scotland, but we ended up being quite so popular that... Uh, Oh, there we go. I, I see a, a glint of recognition there for a moment. But seeing what's the Scotland used to basically... Oh, there we go. Oh, I have a couple. What? Yeah. So they finished now, have they? No, no, no. They used to be just Whiskey Exchange exclusives. But they became so popular, right. they started going out much further than that. 
And so all of a sudden, the Whiskey Exchange didn't have its own label anymore. Yeah, so, um, and Elixir Distillers are now a separate company to the Whiskey Exchange. And so they do, they bottle that and it's all just grown from that. So a little while back, Skinner said, we need to have our own label again. You know, we, we don't have our own Whiskey Exchange label. So we now do. And this time to make sure that we definitely can't sell it to other retailers, it has the Whiskey Exchange on the front in gigantic letters, <laughs> just to make sure. So this is our fourth batch of these we've done. Um, we uh, popped out the first lot back at the previous in-person whiskey show. Was it the one before that? Yeah, it was a while, while back, you know, back to 2019. And um, yeah, they, they were, went down really well. Absolutely fantastic whiskeys. Some of them sold out very quick, some of them not so much. Uh, I mean, roll through, roll through. And then this fourth release, we went for a big one, went for nine whiskeys at the same time. Uh, four of them sold out instantaneously. Uh, we had a Ben Nevis, a totally unnamed space side that we couldn't possibly hint at being McAllen. Um, uh, an Imperial uh, and a Klein Leash. Um, yeah, it is a McCallum. Um, but uh, the oh. but no, they they all just barely didn't touch the sides. They they just disappeared. Our shops may have a couple of bottles hidden away still, but they weren't fast enough that I didn't get a chance to write tasting notes because I had a cold. They landed. They hit the website. They sold out, and I've still got some little samples down here. Of them. But we left. We're left with uh, we're five. So three smoky ones, a pair of Kalilas, a seven-year-old and a fourteen-year-old. We have a, a Crofting Gear, which is a smoky whiskey from Loch Lomond. Uh, we have a Linkwood and we have a Glen Elgin. And so I sent over to you the Kalila seven-year-old because this is, I, I like Kalila. We like Kalila at the Whiskey Exchange. It's a bit of a uh, sort of like a cliche now that if we bottle something, it's a Kalila. <laughs> this is a little bit different because we've been bottling young Kalilas because, you know, nice, zingy, smoky whiskey. But this one is a lot bigger than most of them. They're normally quite fresh and sort of like seasidey and zingy, but this is a, a bit of a beast. It's got a it's got a real deep and dark smell to it. I, I know that's so <laughs> non-descriptive, but it, it, it just smells fat. Yeah, and that, that, that's the thing for me. You know, normally this sort of thing, half the notes on here are my standard notes for Kalila. The rest of them are things just like, really? That's in there as well? Yeah. You know, Normally I get sort of chocolate limes is my big thing for young Kalila, but I get like sea breeze and all that sort of business. This I get barbecue sauce and, you know, crispy bits of meat and all that sort of business. Oh, I was about to say like there's some pork in there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, some pork belly in there and, and crackling and stuff like that. No, Those kind of, it, there's definitely some bacon in there. It's burnt ends. Mm. Yeah. Oh yes. Yes. That's what I was thinking. It's, barbe it's barbecue burnt ends. It, it's a big pile of barbecuey goodness, but it also there. Uh, and still has that sort of slightly zingy, citrusy, chocolatey Kalila thing in there as well. Absolutely. Oh, this smells great. I did a training session last week with uh, the guys down in our shop. I you know, took down these whiskeys to have a chat with them about it. And they've all sort of been selling these for a little bit and they just sort of already had their favourites. And there was like a, a pitched battle almost over which was best, the seven or the 14-year-old. The seven is big, rich, dark and sort of like barbecue-y and the 14 is all gentle and elegant. This one won in the end. It was very much a uh, the shop like big barbecue things. Ooh, this mm. is amazing. What's the ABV on this? Uh, this one is fifty nine point one percent. Yeah, Nick Nick did his, whew, which means yeah, he took. That's a, what I thought. Did you take yeah, too a, big of a sip there, Nick? <laughs> no, it's actually through the nose. That was. Oh, really was a, it? Wow. Or, it's a so big last one was fifty three. Maybe like fifty three, fifty four is my uh, is my limit there for the is. old. Uh, you know, the big sniff test. <laughs> this, this is another one we should definitely take a slug of water. And the thing which came from that session when I was down the shop chatting with the guys is this is one of the things is the, the guys down in our shops, 
they try the whiskies, they deal with the whiskies all day, every day. They talk to people about them all day, every day. And a bunch of them are ex-bartenders. And so the second you put these in front of them, they go, oh, this is what I do. Uh, one of the guys just went, highball it. And, mm. well, he does say that to every single whiskey under the sun. <laughs> but this one especially, you know, Kalila is great in a highball, you know, with a bit of soda water and a bit of ice. But this one is so big and rich that it can really you know, stand up to it. It's just got just enough sweetness in there. It's not sweet. It makes you think of sweet things. Yeah, it stands up to like the sourness of CO two in, in in soda water as well. Makes a really really good highball, but just if it's a little bit hot, it can take a nice slug of water as well because there's enough going on in here to really sort of stand up to that dilution. You know what? Um, I mean, this may be because I've just got back from from Munich, but this has got smoked meats and pretzels in it for me. That salt that salty combination with the with cured meat. This is reminding me of of Munich. Um, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but it definitely has that strong cured meat uh, with with a salty bread salty sensibility. Bread. Yeah, like pretzels. Oh, okay. They they yeah. do a lot of pretzels over over in uh, yeah yeah Bavaria. Yeah, that that saltiness is something which I often find in Kalidas. That's a big sort of like I'm standing by the seashore type thing. Yeah, and if you ever get when you well, I say when you get a chance to go to Kalida, because you guys haven't been over to Wiley yet. Oh yeah, no. When you get to go to Kalila, there is a pier in front of the distillery. Walk to the end of it. No matter what the weather is, if it's sunny or not, walk to the end of it. If it's stormy, then everything smells like this. It has that proper exploding sea breeze thing. I, I say that to everybody. When you go to the island distilleries, go to the end of the pier. They've all got a pier. Stand there and have a sniff. And then when you drink the whiskey later on, you'll go, oh, yeah. Bought that smell. Uh, Kalila on a stormy day, Lagavulin on a stormy day, those two especially more than any other. They really, they have a pier you can stand at the end of and you can have waves breaking around you and it just reminds you of the whiskey. So after I've after I've had a sip, I've then had another sniff and I'm getting uh, candied apple, yeah, boiled um, apple sweets. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I didn't they didn't have that before, but after I've had a, had a taste of it, that's now what's coming through. Well, I'm quite pleased with that. So my, my, my little whimsical notes on the front of the bottle. So what they do is they, for these, there's a, a little section on the bottle of like, you know, a three-line tasting note that I put together from the cast sample. So before they go in the <laughs> bottle, they send the cast sample and the cast sample never tastes the same exactly as the whiskey, but you can get a little tasting note. So we get the, the vague idea of it. Don't write proper notes when they, when they come in. My one from this one was big and meaty with barbecue sauce and woody smoke joined by baked apples, stone-lined fire pits, grilled lime and chocolate sauce. Amazing. And it's got apples. We talk about the barbecue sauce. For me, that sort of like zingy, sort of limey chocolate thing. I, I love chocolate limes. They are my favourite of all the, the dodgy 1960 sweets, which absolute, I was born. I'm the same. After. I'm the absolute same. I Never love that. One. Never had the chocolate lime. Oh, but you take the finest, awful lime boiled sweet, the lowest yeah. quality you can possibly find. And pack it with chocolate, which is actually just cocoa powder held together with water. Yeah, uh, it just falls apart in your mouth. Yeah. glorious sweet. It's my favourite. But I always get those. But these, this one, not quite. It's actually limes and proper chocolate sauce. It has a, a proper richness to it. I was getting chocolate for me. I wasn't getting the limey bit. Although there was some, something fruity on the, I want to say bottom end again, because I put everything down to music again. Um, <laughs> that was fruity, but I can pick out. Maybe it's a lime thing. Yeah, for, for me, just, uh, it's, it's the citrus in there. There's a yeah, there on the nose, especially for me. There's this whole limey citrus. Um, but again, unfortunately, with these things, is there's Kalila, and I look for certain things in the Kalila. You know, if I taste these blind, yeah. I, I get the much more honest things. But my brain looks for chocolate. It looks for limes, and uh, also in Kalila, always that maritime edge, that that nice crashing wave 
you know, in the distance, that hint of ozone and all that. Well, the, the other thing, I was so glad you just said that because I was just about to say this reminds me of the Maritime Museum in the Greenwich. And <laughs> I don't know why, but the flavour of it just reminds me of walking around the Maritime Museum in Greenwich. Which is one of my favourite places. So it's a good it's a good thing for me. I need to get out more. Uh, I've not been down there for a long time, yeah. yeah. I love it over there. Whiskey! What's the price on this? Price no. on this one. Let me say let me bring up my notes on that one. Ah, very, very foolishly, I don't actually know the price. Um I will let you know in a couple of moments. Um, I believe it's sixty two ninety five. Somebody has done their research a lot better than I have. So <laughs> So how much is this one? Uh, did you say it was sixty two ninety five? Sorry, my yeah. mind. I, I, I've been there. I said I was dealing with guys in the US yesterday, so my, my browser still reckons that I'm in America and it's giving me uh, US prices with US taxes. It's all gone horribly wrong. Um, I said, was that sixty two ninety five? So a bit over sixty quid. Love it. What we're trying to do with our range here, we're trying to always have quite a wide range of prices. So we go from everything sort of like you know, sort of fifty quid mark for a single cask, all the way up to you know, 250, 300 quid for sort of like the the more exclusive, more difficult to find ones, uh, like the Ben Nevis we had in um, uh, this range, which sold out instantaneously because Ben Nevis is a, a beautiful thing, but unfortunately a beautiful thing of which there isn't very much of it left, especially yeah. not 25-year-old bottles of Ben Nevis like the one we had in our lineup this time. We, we want to have something for everybody, really. And uh, yeah, so we still have a few bottles knocking around from this, uh, this selection, including this one. I thought you were going to say this was over £100. That'll be pushing it a little bit, you know, because smoky whiskey is getting really expensive because there's so, comparatively, there's not very much of it out there, you know. There's, you know, what, what is it, eight distilleries on Isla, um, and there's 120 some in Scotland. There's only really a tiny percentage of the distilleries in Scotland which make smoky whiskey, but it's currently the thing which is really everybody's after. So it is expensive. So this is a seven year old whiskey for 62 quid, but that is still for a single cast still pretty good value for well, it well that that's why I, I think it was that's why I was thinking it was going to be up there because single cask smoky smoky Kalila uh, I was I just thought it was going to be well at bare minimum 80 I'm pleasantly surprised with that oh. price and, and I'm really enjoying it as well that might be a reason why I just assume that I've got expensive taste <laughs> he does um, he always likes the more expensive ones I always seem to like the more expensive ones so yeah uh, this is really tasty. Very good. Yeah. And um, oh, um, oh, Dave, it just worked. Lemon sherbets. There we go. <laughs> right? Because, no, no, that, that sounds like I'm really enthusiastic for no reason. But, right, because after like a year and a half of doing this show, yeah. I, I kind of realised, you know what? I keep saying lemon sherbets, but I haven't had a lemon sherbet in about 25 years or something. So I bought some rhubarb and custard sweets and some lemon sherbets for my car, right? And I'm scoffing them on my trip, you know, up and down the, the UK. And that has just, that has fallen straight into the lemon sherbet thing. That's why I'm so excited. I'm like, what? Your reaction there. I was like, oh, we got a big revelation. No, lemon sherbet. Wait, the second you said that, I have my nose in the glass and just went, Yes, yeah. yes, that's, that's it. Yeah. None of this oh, line bit. Pick up all the sweets, everyone. I was so don't, happy don't for you. I know. Oh, that's so nice. I wasn't. You're so oh, proud so of happy. yourself, aren't you? Merry, Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> I am. Because, you know, I do have trouble still picking out things because a lot of stuff I haven't tried and, you know, even foods and 
your lime chocolate thing you're talking about. I'm, I don't know. I haven't had it. Right, we're going to get you a pack. I'm going to get you a pack of them because you're, yeah. you're going to love that. You're going to absolutely love them. <laughs> Cheap Christmas present this year. Oh, yeah, well. But this is the thing, it's all about practice. You know, I, I think I, I always go on about this, you know, get out there, sniff all the things, try all the things, <laughs> eat all the things, you know, yeah, I talk about practice when it comes to whiskey tasting is you, you just need to drink more whiskey, but to get those flavors, you just need to get out there and experience as much stuff as you can. It's my excuse. It's the reason why I'm the yeah. size of the house, but you know, it's, uh, you know, <laughs> you need to get out there and try these things. It was hard in lockdown to get out and drive things. Well, that was the yeah. main, my, the, my joys main of, uh, the joys of yeah. Deliveroo at this point in time. So yeah, other absolutely. delivery companies do exist. But um, no, it's... Uh, I was also watching some programs the other day. I now need to go and find a mangosteen. I, I've seen people eat mangosteens. I've heard of them. They look like these... You know, they got the, on the video, the, the guys sort of ate the outside and sort of made strange faces because the outside's horrible. But the inside is this weird thing which tastes like super lychee. You know, more lychee than lychee and everything like that mm. with a hint of mango to it. So seeing all these weird exotic fruits, it's like, oh God, I need to go and find some of them now. <laughs> yeah, what does the lychee taste like? Because I've only had it in like, a, remember those tinned fruit cocktails or whatever it is. Yeah, well, it's, it's like a, bit like a bit like a white grape, but more so is the way I sort of generally say. It's like a tropical white grape. I like lychees. Very Me too. Cool. Yeah, lovely things. Me too. Hey, uh, I I got a bit of any other business while you're here, Billy, because you've oh. just you've just reminded me, and you live near me, so uh, I don't know if you've had this. <laughs> I, I had a leaflet through my door from Just Eat, the other delivery company, yeah. uh, and it said thirty percent off in London. And use the voucher code London thirty. Right, you may have had the same one. Well, it, it's sitting on my desk here somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, I thought you might have had it, right? So I went to order from my favourite Chinese and put in the code at the end, and it said not available in this postcode. What they doing what's that all about i mean why deliver me the thing if it's not gonna work i mean i was quite angry about it i feel like this podcast is turning into watchdog (laughs) (laughs) from last week last week's any other business about your mercedes thing going on mate they called me up today and someone in netherlands called me up to tell me that it was impossible for them to change their anyway anyway uh, yeah we outrageous outrageous Anyway, I tried sorry, to use Billy. exactly the same code on Saturday night after coming back from the pub. <laughs> also, same thing. Nothing going. Nothing doing. Yeah, absolutely. What's, it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I was really, I'm, yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad it wasn't just me who experiences. Um, I had to pay full price for my chicken nuggets that I really should not have ordered. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I wouldn't have got, uh, literally all day long, I was like, oh, I'll get a Chinese tonight. I got 30% off. And then, because I didn't get anything else in, and it was a Sunday... I was like, well, I'm going to have to order a Chinese then, but now I've got to pay full price for it. And I wasn't expecting that. I was quite annoyed. I was quite annoyed. I can see that. Yeah. Oh, never mind. Yeah, absolutely. Let it go. Let it go. I've got it off my chest now. Thank you. Anyway, I'm glad. It, yeah, see, that was that was a good any other business, Nick. There you go. <laughs> it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, Billy, thank you very much for joining us. We've got another one we're going to taste, which is going to be available for our Patreon listeners and subscribers. You'll be able to watch that video uh, at some point this week, I'm sure. Yes, tell everyone what it is, just to kind of get them in the mood if they do want to go. Yeah, a bit, a bit of a tease. So this is a, a whiskey from Milk and Honey over in Israel. Ooh, uh, New South whiskey. Inside, in Tel Aviv, I think they are. I've still not been yeah. over there, keep on meaning to. Um, I've not been able to recently for some reason. But, um, <laughs> yeah, Milk and Honey, a distillery, I, I, I've known the guys since before they started. And this is, um, and we've done a couple of exclusives with them. And this one's a bit interesting. It's a Milk and Honey whiskey uh, matured in an ex-Isla cask. So... Isla whiskey in, Isla whiskey out, 
then milk and honey Israeli whiskey into a smoky cask. So it's a little bit of an interesting thing, a little bit different. Beautiful. And something that uh, Tomer and the gang, um, they like playing and like experimenting. And uh, this is a, a classic whiskey of uh, their weird and wonderful selection of casks. Fantastic. Beautiful. Wow. Looking forward yeah, to trying Patreon, that one. You'll be able to uh, watch the video of that one. Yeah, um, go, go and sign up. It's not ne- never too late to yeah. sign up. Patreon.com forward slash whiskey and things. Cheers. And thank you, Billy. Thank you very much thank for you. joining us. Happy to come and play. Don't buy people whiskey stones, no matter what you do. <laughs> How true those words are, even today. I'm never getting rid of that. Never getting rid of that. Oh, dear me. I sound so sarcastic at all times, even when I'm giving good advice. You're listening to the Whiskey and Things podcast. Oh, that was wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Great whiskey. great having him on. Always Thank you, great. Billy. And of course, uh, as we mentioned there, there's an extra one on the Patreon if you want to watch the full uncut version of what you've just listened to and <laughs> another whiskey as well. Check yeah. out our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash whiskey and things. And there's some interesting conversations about sniffing ourselves. Oh, mate. That. That, that was such an it's interesting conversation the, in the uh, Patreon extra. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It was, now, actually, you are some blinding questions in that actually i was very very uh very like the fact i'm on form when the podcast is not <laughs> yeah Nick, Nick like, relaxes, as as like, oh, it doesn't matter now i don't he, yeah, asked, he asked the best question he's asked in the whole of the podcast because history. that point yeah at that point i don't have to edit anymore it's like <laughs> yeah, okay well, that's out. <laughs> that just goes up i can let my tongue go yeah Yes. <laughs> and other things <laughs> we'll be sharing Billy's socials etc in the show notes and all that malarkey anyway Nick have you got any uh, any other business I've got a little bit of any other business I've oh, got yeah. two quick things because I go, know you go, 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 go. one it was this time last year that we had the Tchaikovsky guys on yes do you remember have you eaten your Tchaikovsky not all of them Okay. Well, I've been in the mood of kind of saving them from people around, but then not right. having them. Eat them because mine are going a bit crispy. You know, when chocolate goes a bit white. It's funny you should say that because I, I did have Lewis round recently, three or four weeks ago. And yeah. I said, oh, try this with that. And I opened the thing. I was like, oh, these yeah. are a different colour than they yeah. were. It says on the back, best before 2021. But right. obviously it, you want to eat them. I'd say give them six months. If you're getting Tchaikovsky, they are great. But it's chocolate at the end of the day. Do it quick. So enjoy them. No, just enjoy them. Don't be, don't wait for an excuse. Enjoy them because yeah, I've got three tins here. They're pricey for that, aren't they? That's the issue. Yeah. So enjoy Not- your chokiski, everyone. Yeah. All right. Okay. Noted. But, uh, Noted. I'll, I'll I'll crack them out with Danny now. Mine will be gone <laughs> by the end of the year. <laughs> that Danny and I were just saying we didn't have any snacks. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. There, <laughs> there you go. it is. Bit of chocolate and another bit of final business. I made the oh mate. I'm so annoyed at myself. We try and be you know. We try and be correct with our facts and stuff on this show. And I can't believe I missed it a couple of weeks ago. This is really a small thing, which is just grinding Bug, me. It's bugging you. It's bugging it's you, bugging me. It? Oh, get okay. it off your chest then. Get okay. it off your chest. Some people might remember this. This was of social media, which I put out in episode 35. Okay. It's episode 35. And that's right. It's Gariana Grande. As we're tasting the first offering from Westland Distillery's Outpost range, the Gariana 5, American single malt scotch with... Prick, it's not scotch, it's from America, you bellend. I forgot about this. You say single malt, you think scotch. Do you remember that? I do remember that. That was did an you... outtake from episode 35, where I Did called you do it the Gariana again? 5... 
A scotch. A scotch whiskey because it's a single malt <laughs> scotch whiskey because it kind of rolls off the tongue. Yeah. But I did it the other week, two weeks ago, and I didn't notice it until everyone had shared the Instagram. And I'm so annoyed at myself. What did I you do? Anyway, anyway. To celebrate Old Fashion Week, we try a pre-mixed Indian spiced chai old-fashioned courtesy of the Cocktail Society and Rampour Indian single malt scotch whiskey. Indian I, single malt scotch whiskey. No, hang on a moment, Nick, because I remember us recording that, and there was you even called yourself out on it, and then we did it again. I'm sure of it. Well, I, I don't think so. I don't think we did because there I was because you did it again. You've definitely done it since, like recently, and you caught yourself. Right. Well, I've put that version out oh into the world, God. and in the well, I'm sure it's in. Well, whatever it is, it's on Instagram. Um, I only listened to the podcast pretty much once after I edit it, so maybe it's not on there. But that's on Instagram, and I felt really bad because, sorry, Rampour, you're not a Scotch whiskey, you're an Indian whiskey. <laughs> so I just wanted to put that in as in any, any other business. So I apologise for that. We've um, all been there. These, we've, these we've things all been stick there. through. We've all done it. Single malt, unfortunately, it still rolls off the tongue to put Scotch, Scotch. after that. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think it's an easy mistake to make, Nick. <sighs> but it's the first one that slipped through, and I'm like, oh, I'm so disappointed. But uh, Everything, yeah, anyway, well, we, just, we can some, all have slippery just, fingers sometimes, Nick, can't we? <laughs> okay. So there we go. <laughs> okay. Anyway, okay. mate, I think it's a good time to say the Angels have had their share. I'd say we quit it now, yeah. The Angels <laughs> yeah. have had their share. So have you. Yes. <laughs> yes, we have. Cheers. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. You're all so unenthusiastic with your thanks for coming. You're like, oh, that's it, you know. You're like, cheers. Oh, I, uh, thanks for coming. <laughs> all right, okay, I'll remember that for next week. Right. Yeah, but I've noticed it every time I kind of match them up in the edit. You're yeah. like, cheers. Thanks for coming. And I'm like, I don't thanks mean for coming. To, I, I don't mean it to be. I just kind of wanted to have a different tone. Like, you cheers, checked out by coming. that point. But you're yeah. right, I have checked out. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm already thinking, where are we going now? Thanks for coming. Whiskey and Things has been brought to you by And Things Productions.